Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. Hey everybody, this is Kyle V, host of the Ozark Podcast. If you like the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast, we have a show for you. We sit down with local outdoorsmen of Arkansas, Missouri, and Oklahoma to talk all things hunting, fishing, conservation, history, and culture in the Ozark Mountains region. Just like the outdoorsmen who live here, we follow the seasons and interview regional experts to discuss the pursuits of hunting turkeys, bears, and whitetail, as well as the science behind their conservation. Join me and my co-host Kyle Plunkett every Wednesday and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. everybody thank you so much for tuning in for the first episode of the buck report i'm andrew maxwell if you don't already know me um so this buck report is going to be a quick series that we're doing every friday i'm going to give you a lot of up-to-date information across the southeast on what the deer are doing in your area to more prepare you for going out in the field so you got to work all week maybe you're getting away on a friday or you're going hunting saturday and sunday tune into the buck report You'll be able to hear hopefully something pretty local to your area to give you an idea of what you're going into. So um, in this particular episode, we covered states like, uh, let's see, North Carolina, Kentucky, Georgia, and Tennessee. Our states will be changing as more seasons start rolling up. So Alabama, Mississippi, when when we're opening up, we'll, um, or when we get closer to opening up, we will start doing some reports for those states as well and uh, just kind of move it around as it goes and hopefully be able to include every state in the southeast. So some of the questions we're going to be asking are what kind of activity have you been seeing? What's your acorn crop looking like? Are the bucks still grouped up? 
what are the deer feeding on right now besides acorns? Maybe you had a bad acorn crop or something. What is the fawn recruitment looking like? How much rain you've had this summer, which has a lot to do with antler development. So maybe an idea of you know what bucks might be doing. Like say, if you're going to Western Tennessee, it's helpful to know what the rain was doing in the summer there. Just so you know like what antler development might be like. Cause a lot of rain equals bigger antlers on average usually. Um, and then an early season tactic from each of our reporters. So we're psyched to get this rolling. Let's jump right into it. Thank you guys for tuning in. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and check out our YouTube channel. All right, guys. And first up to go, I have Greg Broadway from North Carolina. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right, my man. How are you doing? Doing excellent, man. I appreciate you making a little time out of your day, shooting your bow to uh, talk to us. But uh, let's jump straight into this interview. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about the activity you've been seeing uh, while scouting and also on trail camera. Uh, well, this year, man, I've gotten a little more aggressive with my trail cam tactics. Um, you know, in years past, just kind of setting them up, you know, on, on easy access places where I can kind of get in there and check them because I've always, like, you know, a couple of days go by, I'm like, hey, let me go check my cameras. Um, I've got them set back deeper in the woods, closer to some bedding areas, off some trails and everything, and I've actually set up a couple mock scrapes on some of them and seeing a lot more daytime activity than I have in years past. So I'm, I'm kind of fired up about that. Awesome. That's good to hear, man. Now, you know, while you've been out there scouting and everything, what's the acorn crop looking like in your area? Um, you know, I, I hunt private ground as well as public. I'm going to hunt. I'm going to start hunting more public ground this year. I scouted a, a new piece of public ground last week, and for the few acorn trees, I call them acorn trees down here, you know. I know everybody calls them oaks, but down here the acorn trees. The acorn trees that I've seen are loaded for my particular area. Now, I'm here in central North Carolina. Um, now, my grandma's house, you know, that, that private track that I hunt, it's pretty much all hardwoods. And, man, I tell you, for this year and years past, I mean, there's just always been a really, really good acorn crop. So, you know, I, I'm kind of looking forward to that, and I'm kind of looking not so forward to that because 40 acres of hardwoods makes it really, really hard to, to narrow down what tree they're on when they got, you know, 40 acres of them to choose from. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that means you you need to tune in on Monday for our episode. We're dropping Monday. We actually go into tactics, uh, you know, talking big hardwood areas and how to be able to kill deer. Uh, so, so that's something I think you'll really enjoy. But and not to get off topic, you know, with you checking your trail cameras, you know, since the last time you checked them, which uh, I don't know exactly what that time frame was, were the deer or were the bucks still kind of grouped up or are they starting to split up right now? Um, I went in, let's see, today is Thursday. So I went in last a week ago today and checked them, and they were still together. They were still back sort of up and everything. Now, today when I checked them, um, they weren't. They had done split off. You know, I had a couple long bucks that came through. You know, I had one come through about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, another one come through about 5 o'clock, but they were all single, and I've got my trail cameras on. I've got them on video mode right now. So from what I've seen in my area, they've already split off, which is kind of crazy because it's, it's a little too early for that from what I've seen in years past. And actually on one piece, one camera I checked, Three of the bucks were already hard horned. They had already shed their velvet. And, you know, typically around here, you usually have till like the 12th, 14th, somewhere around the middle of September is when they start shedding their velvet. Hmm, okay, awesome. Well, 
I got to ask you this question. Uh, you know, if you know in your area, you know, is there something specific that the deer are feeding on right now that you can tell, or is it still pretty much a little bit of everything? I think just a little bit of everything, just some native browse. You know, there's there's not a whole lot. Like none of my properties, I don't have any food plots in the ground right now. Um, you know, I do have corn piles set up on some of my private ground, just in in really easy access places, not places that I would hunt over, but. You know, all the activity on those trail cameras, and I think I've just got uh, two of them set out over corn, they're all at nighttime. And, I mean, very few bucks coming to the corn whatsoever, um, pretty much just all those. Okay. And, you know, with your scouting you've done this summer uh, and also going into, you know, August and September along with your trail cameras, uh, what's the fawn recruitment looking like for your areas? Man, I'll tell you – it's, it's a lot better this year than probably the last three or four years. I, I don't know what the reasoning is behind that. A lot of my private properties, and, you know, I've always hunted private in years past, uh, they've just been about taken over from coyotes. And I remember last year I've seen very, very few, few phones, like very few. And this year, man, I mean, it's, it's crazy the amount of phones that I've seen. I mean, um, gosh. I, I'm excited for the future. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome news. I don't know news. if the coyotes have kind of moved off some or, or what's going on with it, but, man, there there are a lot of phones out there this year, and I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's I exciting. To, uh, I won't have to take one of them's mama here, here this weekend, but... Uh, <laughs> But no, that, that, that's good. That's, that's good to hear that uh, you know you have a pretty good farm recruitment going into this season. Uh, you know, this definitely should help you out. Uh, you know, in the years to come, especially man, you just just wonder, man, one of those bucks in three or four years, he could be he could be a really really good deer. But uh, to kind of jump into another question, I got, you know, this summer have y'all had much to any rain at all, or what y'all's moisture been like uh, for your region, the state? Um, here in the last month or so, we've gotten quite a bit. Um, you know, June and July were really, really dry. I mean, it was really dry, but, you know, I, I can always kind of base it off of how much rain we've got by how many times I have to mow my yard. <laughs> and, um, I've, I've had to mow quite frequently here in the last couple of weeks, where in June and July, I mean, a lot of them would just about burn up. Mm-hmm. Well, so. well, awesome. You know, one other thing we got to touch on since, you know, North Carolina season comes in this weekend is uh, tell us a little bit about your early season tactics. I mean, what are you looking to do, uh, you know, come Saturday to try to get, uh, you know, get it done, whether on a doe or one of your bucks you're chasing? Well, I got a buck that I'm after that I named Hightower. He's a pretty good eight point this year, and I know he's four and a half. I've had him on camera for the last couple of years. Um, but there's just really not an easy way for me to access this spot in the morning. So Saturday morning, I'm probably going to set that property out. Saturday afternoon, I'll be going in. As long as there's a north wind coming, I'll be going after it Saturday afternoon. Um, Saturday morning, I need some back straps. I'm all out of back straps, man, and I have been I have been wanting some back straps for quite some time now. <laughs> so uh, Saturday morning, I'm actually going to use that as an opportunity to uh, kind of break the ice and iron out the kinks. I'm going to do a running gun. Um, down the road actually it's on private land but it borders public land when you came down and we hunted you know those turkeys mm-hmm. um it's it's right beside there and i've been getting six or eight does coming out on this field edge every morning about seven or seven thirty so saturday morning i went and picked me out a tree this morning 
uh, or this afternoon when I was checking cameras. And the plan is Saturday morning I'm going to get up and I'm going to hit that spot and, you know, hang the old lone wolf. And this will be the first time I've hunted with the lone wolf sticks and stands and my new camera gear and all that. So I'm sure there'll be some, some kinks I need to iron out. So hopefully I'll uh, get a little practice in Saturday morning for that. Awesome. Well, that's good to hear. And we wish you the best of luck. And uh, hopefully we're going to get some cool footage for you. So appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, good luck this weekend. All right, man. I appreciate it. You have a good one. All right, guys, and next on the phone, I have our buddy Jordan Barnes from Close Proximity TV. Jordan, how you doing, man? Oh, man, doing good. Um, just looking over some uh, aerials and checking some cameras on my phone here. Man, you're always scouting, dude. It's like never, never not ever looking at a aerial photo. <laughs> always got, always, always got Onyx open. Never stops, man. Like, you, never you, stops. Never probably will either. Yep. One oh. day, though. <laughs> One day I'm gonna sit down in a chair during the summertime and look back. Everything's already done, <laughs> and I can uh, just be waiting on on going. I already have enough spots for me, and uh, I have enough spots in my mind that that I can cop to. But yeah, sometimes you gotta kamikaze it. <laughs> yep. You well, know, well, just adventure. But I like being prepared, though. I think preparation is a uh, is a big part of uh, consistently getting in front of, of big deer, whether it's you know private or, or public. All right, guys, and that was your free tip of the week from Jordan Barnes. <laughs> we won't charge you for that so, one. It wasn't a pro tip, though. I can guarantee you that. It wasn't a pro tip. Awesome. Well, dude, let's jump straight into this interview, man. So today, guys, Jordan is going to be representing both the states of Kentucky and Georgia. Uh, so each of these questions he'll answer for each of these states. Uh, now, Jordan... Uh, you know, what is some of the activity you were seeing both up in Kentucky this past week while you were up there hunting, and then also what you've been seeing on cameras and while scouting uh, down in Georgia? Right. Well, I, I think they're very, you know, a little bit different, but very similar. Um, you know, these deer, any any whitetail in the southeast is, is on a summer pattern. They're just not moving that far. Um, typically, they may be moving – 200 300 yards max uh from the bed to the food so i mean you're looking at a typical uh bed to food food to bed pattern um and i I think that's probably one of the most um consistent times and best times uh a hunter has to put an arrow in a buck um whether it's early season and uh you know, you got them on that early season food pattern, or or it's late season, uh, and they're going back to focus on just food, restoring, you know, fat loss from the rut, stresses of winter, etc. Uh, but yeah, that's basically what they're both both states I've I've uh, seen. It's kind of the same concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little, little bit different challenges between the two, but that's you know, in essence. What, what we're looking at right now i mean some of these bucks are going to start shifting and, and i've actually had a lot of probably half the private land spots i've got uh i've lost bucks and uh even an eight and a half year old buck i've been hunting for a while now that i that i shot in 2014 uh that i'm trying to figure out now i believe i'm gonna i'm it's gonna happen this year I uh, just got to move some cameras around to find him again. I think his core is pretty small, but even though his core is small, 
that that little shift you know you never know what's going to make a buck move or shift his uh fall range um and i I think sometimes they may move a little bit and then come back to where you had them you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but they'll still be going to where they move to so their their range becomes a little bit uh wider if that makes sense but they're still there they're just not as consistent there wherever you're you're hunting or getting pictures at whether it's on a scrape or you know you're pouring out food for them or you got a food plot i mean it's i think um one of the things that i kind of look at is you know that's the, that's the joy of hunting public land is you kind of you have to kind of do a little bit more legwork to find the sign um to figure out where those bucks are moving and and how they're cutting down wind side of doe beds and how they're walking travel corridors and and you know how, where they're bedding at and different locations like that i mean they may be there one day and the next day they're two miles away um with private land you know you're more of trying to draw the buck to you unless you're you have the ability to have two thousand acres of private land to hunt which i don't you know most of these small private land tracks i have are you know less than 50 acres probably so i'm trying to figure out okay is there a pinch point on the property no all right let me enhance the habitat on this 50 acres and make it as conducive as it can possibly be to hold a mature buck and help him to feel safe and have that security covered well he'll want to step out in daylight hours uh whether that's lack of human intrusion access how you access the stand set it up for success there uh with all the groceries that he could possibly want whether that's dumping out corn on the ground you know in in a in a jam up kill plot or whatever i think um you know both situations between the two have their different challenges but you know a long-winded answer like i like to say to your short (laughs) question is uh they're shuffled around a little bit right now i think everywhere i mean the buck i got on in kentucky uh, I had to search, you know, I had to look and scout and put groundwork and put eyes on different locations until I found one just doing observation sets. Um, and so, you know, you just gotta, you gotta be right on them right now this time of year, but don't, don't get down on yourself. If they move on you, you just kind of have to look at the bedding that's conducive to hold a mature buck and move your cameras around about, you know, it could be. 300 yards it could be 800 yards in either direction till you find that same buck you're looking for mm-hmm. awesome i'll say to answer that dude uh very long-winded answer but you got to the point on it and kind of hit it home uh but but that's good i mean you kind of be able to relate all that content with with guys and what they can kind of be looking for but you know the second question i'd like to ask you again is you know what's the acorn crop looking like uh while you were up in kentucky uh, this past week and then also what's it looking like in uh in georgia where you live Right. Well, you know, I don't think, uh, I'll say in Kentucky, I did find some white oaks. Uh, now, a lot of, some people, you'll hear them say, yeah, they're dropping. You know, squirrels are going to cut them. If you see acorns on the ground that are already fallen and they're green, squirrels cut those acorns out of the tree. So, technically, yes, they're falling, but are, is the tree, you know, uh, <laughs> is, is the tree yielding the the acorns no um but 
that that helped me to see you know kind of what trees are dropping um it, it wasn't crazy i mean I, I didn't find a ton of acorns i checked several water oaks uh post oaks willow oaks um some white oaks and uh you know didn't really I, it was kind of spotty from what i saw now in, in, in the area of kentucky that i was at uh i'm sure there was some some other types of oaks that if I had, you know, searched a little further, you know, might have found some of those. Now, I know uh, Aaron Warburton from the Hunting Public was telling me we were both looking at the same area, kind of collaborate on different pens we had on a particular spot. And uh, he said there was some, some acorns in a particular point um, that had some that looked like they were pretty loaded. So, like I say, I mean, it depends on the species of acorn or oak. Uh, but yeah, I think there. I think it's kind of spotty. You just got to find them mm-hmm. in Georgia. Uh, not not really a bumper crop year as far as Piedmont region. Um, can't really speak for the southern east part of Georgia because I haven't done as much scout just because it's a little further from the house. Uh, I did find some swamp chestnut oaks that are loaded. Uh, so I'll be keying in on those. Well, I say loaded. Uh, they were they were kind of spotty. I found a few trees that looked pretty good. So, you know, just gotta find. I think if you can find the ones that are specifically, uh, you know, making a lot better than normal, uh, or the trees that do have a good abundant amount of acorns in them, I think you'll find some success under those trees this fall. Okay, perfect, awesome. And again, we kind of touched on that quite a bit, guys, on uh, Monday's episode. Uh, which again, this is. Uh, dropping Friday, which is tomorrow, actually, the 7th. But Monday's episode, we actually talk a lot about, guys, uh, just how to hunt uh, in, in, you know, massive hardwood flats and bottoms and how to be successful in those areas where, you know, you might have your mind racing, like, oh, there's so many acorns. But uh, our, our guest, uh, Mr. Richard Fott from Arkansas, really breaks it down on how to have success in those areas, and he kills some absolute giants every year oh, yeah. doing that. Mm-hmm. But uh, hitting on uh, number question number three, you know, what, what what have you noticed so far with your buck groups? I mean, are they still kind of grouped up or are they starting to separate right now? Oh, man, I mean, you're going to start seeing bucks separating. I mean, they get a little antsy at each other. Uh, it's just like those gobblers, you know, they're all together and everybody's a friend in the wintertime. And then when it starts getting around uh, February, they're getting ready to kill each other. So <laughs> it's kind of the same kind of scenario with the bucks. You know, everybody's a friend in the summer. Uh, in the spring and the summer, and then when when you get towards where the testosterone levels are kind of changing a little bit, uh, you know, I think part of my problem, I've got some younger three-and-a-half-year-old deer, four-and-a-half-year-old deer that have moved my target deer, eight-and-a-half years old. He's just not really about that life, you know. He he wants his own security and seclusion from from all that. Mm -hmm. Um, Just got to find him. So I'm going to move probably three cameras around this weekend and probably don't know how much hunting i'll even do opening weekend just trying to find that specific deer yeah now uh from from what you've been looking at uh, both in kentucky and georgia is is there anything specific that the deer have been feeding on that you've noticed or is it still kind of they're just hitting that summer browse just a little bit better uh you know there's a bunch of public i've been scouting for like the last two years uh well i say year and a half i found uh, some groups of muscadines that are loaded down I want to key in on those first probably 
I mean, first week for sure. They they may not be there by the time this weekend gets there. I mean, it's such a wanted food source when it's ripe, and they just don't simply last that long unless it's, you know, they all tend to drop pretty quickly. Uh, I'll be checking them. Sure deer will be frequent in those locations. Maybe, hopefully, there'll be some left. Uh, then you kind of jump to the persimmons. Haven't found as many persimmons uh, as I've liked, but I haven't really went into lowland areas where I would probably find some of your bigger persimmons. Um, that's one thing that I'm going to really key in on after deer season's over is just kind of finding some of those early season food sources and mark them on the map on a lot of these public pieces. Uh, but yeah, some spots, you know, just some simply natural browse, beautyberry, greenbrier. Uh, you can find areas like that, um, that the deer browsing on. Uh, some of that stuff in Kentucky, that low line area, they're, they're nipping off, and I don't even know the name of the plant up there, but it's just kind of like a swamp grass type thing, real tender. Uh, a lot of it was found. I found it by a couple of buck beds along the bank mm-hmm. um, where they're just nipping that, that fresh tuber, like little green shoots and stuff, tender uh, shoots. Um, but, yeah, just it all changes, you know. I mean, we're, we're getting out of the natural browse stuff, though. A lot of that stuff's going to – you're going to kind of turn into your summer stress period where all that stuff's going to kind of cease to grow. And there's kind of like a, a little gap there, uh, between that and, you know, fall food that's abundant. So, um, if you got food plots, probably going to get them in the ground you need to probably wait for some rain. It's been a, it's been kind of spotty. We've had a ton of rain in Georgia. I don't know about Kentucky. I suspect not much rain in Kentucky based on the water levels of the bodies of water that I was on. Um, very low in Georgia. This is crazy rainfall, so you're probably going to look for a good buck crop as far as your four and a half year old deer go on public and private, just because you know the abundance of natural browse. If the habitat can sustain it, uh, you're going to see a good buck crop just based on that. Um, whenever you got a lot of rain like that, that natural browse tends to produce you know good antler growth. So. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Now, uh, when it comes to like what you've been doing scouting wise, uh, both in uh, mostly Georgia, but also what you've done in Kentucky, uh, have you noticed uh, anything with your fawn recruitment? I mean, is it up this year? Is it down? What's it looking like in your areas? Uh, you know, I've got. Uh, let's see. I run probably ten cameras. Uh, one, three triplet fawns in Georgia. One, um, uh, twin fawns. A lot of fawns, man. I think I don't know what to really uh, attribute that to. Um, we trap some. A lot, a lot of people, neighbors. I think a, a lot of people are getting into the shooting coyotes at night with the thermal stuff. I think that might be helping too. Uh, that's just a, a, pu- a pure speculation. Uh, in Kentucky, I did see um, multiple fawns jump along the body of water I was on. So. You know, it's uh, it's decent as far as I can tell. Okay, perfect. And also, you know, you you kind of touched on the rain and everything. That that definitely might be a, a factor, especially in Georgia. If you have a lot of rain, you got a lot more vegetation, a lot more places for the, those fawns to hide away from those predators. Uh, so that could be a huge uh, a huge benefit sure. also with that down there. Now, right. to to kind of wrap it up with our with our final question. 
Uh, talk to us real briefly on a little bit, which you talked on, you hit on this a little earlier, but uh, talk to us about your early season tactics, uh, both for Kentucky and then also for Georgia, especially with Georgia's season uh, opening up uh, this weekend. Right. Well, um, you know, the, the public uh, that I hunt, I haven't found a lot of early season food sources. Um, I would want to find, you know, if you can find some persimmons, uh, probably the first ones. I mean, I, I would hate to say October be early season. When I think early season, I think of September. Um, but yeah, just trying to find those muscadines and persimmons. That's that's really the goal there. If you can find a, a good crop of those, you'll probably be in, into a buck. If it's near his his summer core, early season core. Um, if he hasn't split off and shuffled around yet, uh, kind of the same thing in Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky, the benefit is of the agriculture. So at that point, I'm looking for beans because I know that's what my bucks are going to be on, on public land. So you just, there's tons and tons of acres of Kentucky public land and beans uh, all over the place, creeks, lakes, rivers, you know, all, all over the place. So uh, and just land out there in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so... Really, I mean, it comes down to just finding the beans, finding the shaded side of the field. Uh, that's probably where you want to be. Uh, tends, tends to seem these bucks like to bed in the beans. Uh, like I was talking to the hunting public guys, uh, just telling them kind of what I noticed there in Kentucky uh, was these bucks laying in those drains in those soybean fields getting up right at about an hour before dark and kind of feeding their way towards the shade that's out of that field. So I'm sure that, you know, in Georgia, we always think about the deer come out of the thick vegetation into the field. Um, might be something to kind of pay attention to in Georgia. You know, I don't have a, any private land beans, so really doesn't uh, come into play, you know, with me. But it may to some guys that have a good bit of land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's, that's perfect. And I, I mean, I know you came really close in Kentucky, and uh, definitely, you know, we're going to be making multiple other trips that they're trying to get that buck killed yeah. and a couple of these other big bucks uh, killed that they saw, uh, especially since y'all were pretty much hunting the exact same spots, or at least we're scouting, looking at the same spots, which is, you know, pretty right. interesting to say the least. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great guys, and, and you know, uh, that's what it's about, you know, working as a team and, and want to make sure everybody has a good hunt, so... Um, yeah, I, and I'll tell you another thing um, that you were just saying. What was it that you were just saying a second ago? And I'll remember it here in just a minute. No, just about you know going back up there and trying to have some success about some of these bucks y'all were chasing and y'all kind of working together and kind of hunting the same spots, going back up there and trying to get on some of these bucks that both they were seeing and both what, what you were seeing. I think we could have a lot of success up there. Yeah, and I don't know where I was going. I had a thought, and I just absolutely <laughs> – oh, I know what it was. Yeah, you said I was close to that buck. You know, and I don't know if I told you this before, I had both sticks hung in the tree that I would have shot the deer on. Mm. Took them both down and decided to go 10 yards back further in the woods. So if I hadn't done that, if I'd have just hung the tree in the same tree that I started on, I would have killed the buck. Yeah, that's that's rough. Oh, that's rough. I mean, so one poison ivy vine deterred <laughs> me, and if I'd have had my snips, I normally carry some Corona snips. 
I could have snipped that vine on my way, hung the, hung the millennium, and killed the deer. Yep. But, thank, thank God I'm not allergic to uh, poison ivy, so that wouldn't be a, a factor for me. That's when you need me there to pull that sucker down. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome, dude. Well, hey, I do appreciate you coming on. Uh, I know our interview yeah. went a little long, but it, it was awesome kind of touching base with uh, what you got going on, what you're seeing, and definitely dude, we're going to get a lot of hunting done this fall in Kentucky and all these other states we're going to be hunting. Man, it's going to be a busy, busy, busy fall, but uh, we're going to have a Absolutely. ton of fun while we're doing it. So I appreciate you coming yeah, on, man. brother. Sounds good. Appreciate Appreciate y'all having me. All right, and for our third guest, we're actually going to have myself on. I'm going to do my own interview, uh, of course, representing the state of Tennessee and kind of relate what we've been seeing lately, guys, both on trail camera and just scouting. But, you know, kind of start us off, you know, the activity that I've been seeing uh, definitely has been affected by the weather, uh, at least on trail cameras and also while we were hunting during that velvet hunt. Uh, you know, we had a pretty hot or pretty big warm front that came through after a cold front and Definitely shut down the deer, at least a lot of the bucks on, on my property. Uh, didn't want to move a whole bunch from their bed, um, at least not before dark. So th that was definitely a big factor for us, uh, you know, and something I've kind of seen lately as well. Because uh, as, as y'all can probably tell, if you got trail cameras out, uh, a lot of your deer right now are losing their summer coats. And they look kind of mangy, but that is their summer coat falling out and their winter coats coming in that darker color. And, you know, once that happens, it's a lot more insulated and definitely get hot a lot quicker. Uh, so that, that's definitely a factor for right now. Acorn crop, though, from what I've seen, has been it, it's been absolutely phenomenal, which, again, you know, that could be very, you know, good for some people and very bad for others. Uh, I definitely see it being a year that deer are not going to be hitting food plots nearly as hard, at least in my region, you know, being that middle Tennessee area. Um, definitely that's going to be a factor, a uh, ton of acorns on all different types of oak trees. I'm very bad with oak trees. I know my water oaks, white, you know, water oaks, and then, uh, of course your classic white oaks and uh, red oaks, which I believe a uh, water oaks part of a red oak. Again, Andrew would know that. Still working on my, uh, my, uh, tree skills and, and knowing my different vegetation, um, like Andrew. Andrew's very talented. But, guys, uh, definitely a really good acorn crop. Uh, I think that has to do a lot with the moisture we've had. Uh, we've had pretty good rain this summer. We've had a couple couple weeks where it was kind of dry, but in all in all, you know, we've had pretty good rain, uh, which I think really did help out with the uh, acorn crop this year. And also kind of touch on with the rain, our fawn recruitment looks phenomenal. Um, I have had tons of pictures and videos of fawns on my little private parcel in this little urban zone uh, this whole summer. Um, also, while scouting, I've seen a ton of fawns. I've walked up on a ton of fawns this fall, or this, should I say this summer, and I think that's going to be really, really good for us going into these next couple of years. Of course, you know, the better your fawn recruitment, the better your deer population is for the next few years. So that's, that's looking really good for us. So that's really exciting. Uh, you know, the bucks from my trail cameras, the last time I, I haven't checked them in two weeks, uh, but last time I checked, which was right during that velvet hunt, they were still grouped up. Now, right now, probably most of the bucks have or are at the point of shedding their velvet, uh, which at that point, you know, they start separating. So definitely, you know, our season here does not open till September the 22nd. So I, I definitely feel that, uh, you know, but definitely by opening season, you know, everything's going to be, they're all going to be split up and it's going to be, you know, trying to find those isolated bucks uh, on their feeding patterns. Um, also, you know, we're just what are deer feeding on, you know, still on that summer pattern. There's a ton of summer browse out right now. 
I mean, from my trail cameras, I love running trail cameras on video mode, especially in the summertime, but I think I'm going to run them video the whole year just because I get a lot more intel on what the deer are really doing just on their body movement using video. Uh, you know, I got pictures or I got video of different deer, bucks and does feeding on all this different kind of browse that's in the frame of my camera, which is pretty cool. Kind of give me a better idea what they're eating. And again, they're eating a little bit of everything right now. I mean, again, if I was Andrew, I'd tell you the exact plants, which unfortunately I can't tell you that. But there's pretty much anything that they can get their, get, you know, get their mouths on that is, uh, you know, below five feet that's tender. Uh, they're definitely hitting pretty hard right now. Um, again, you know, rain was rain's been a big big factor for us. Again, with the farm recruitment, just everything has grown up so thick and lush that. I think that's one reason the fawn recruitment's been so good this year is just because there's so much good fawning uh, habitat and cover that I've noticed on a lot of these properties and public land I've been scouting, which is, again has been beneficial for the for the herd in, in general. Uh, and then kind of early season tactics, you know, talking early season tactics, you know, the velvet hunt was kind of a buzz for us, both because we couldn't locate any of these bucks. I don't think really any of these bucks were betting on our property, unfortunately. I think they're betting on the neighbor's property in a lot more of the shaded timber. But early season tactics uh, going forward um, if if we decide to hunt Kentucky it's definitely gonna be around uh, feed patterns along some of these ag trying to find some late planted soybeans is probably gonna be your best bet uh, you know both in uh, Kentucky but also you know in Tennessee I, I know a couple places that are on public land that has some late planted um, soybeans relatively close to it and that's gonna be an awesome food source even in you know late late to mid-September uh, like when our season opens also really just trying to figure out uh trying to find some of these early dropping acorns you know if we can find some uh, white oaks or something dropping real early in September which I, I truly believe we're going to find some uh relatively easy just hunting those feed trees uh, again on episode oh man I don't even know what number we're on yet but uh, on, on this Monday guys we actually do a full-blown interview awesome podcast with Richard Fott about how to hunt deer early season in and around a bunch of acorn trees and, and like really just what his tactics are which is awesome I, I really going to use a lot of his tactics as follow and I think it's gonna be really beneficial but you know if I'm using hit some of his tactics one thing that I'm definitely gonna be doing which we talked about in this week's episode is is hunting fresh sign you know I think a lot of guys do have the issue of not hunting what what truly is fresh sign they see you know some deer trails and stuff they hunt over it and to be honest a lot of that sign could be you know a week old or older and there's really not a lot of deer moving through the area but just because of the the, the terrain topography it makes it look like there's a lot of deer that's been there um you know one thing that he that richard kind of told us which it really hit home with me is he does a lot of scouting with the stand on his back he does a lot of um afternoon sits when he can and really tries to find that freshest sign possible and what he's looking for is feeding sign up and around a lot of these acorn trees and when he finds where underneath the tree is totally torn up you know there's like holes dug in the ground where the deer's been trying to go after some acorns along squirrels and everything else and it's just truly torn up with deer sign that's where he's hunting and he's doing a lot of hanging hunts just like that and that's something i'm going to definitely do on public land this year is really focus on some of these areas that have a lot of acorn trees and get in there and do a lot of you know scouting with my stand on my back, bow in my hand, and then hunting over that fresh shot, fresh sign, fresh sign. <laughs> God, I can't talk again. Uh, it's a recurring event, but um, and just and just do that this whole fall. I think it's gonna be really beneficial, especially early season. Um, 
in a couple of these different management areas, uh, I know that's going to be a really good fit, I think, uh, is finding some of these what uh, Richard calls feed trees. But again, guys, that was kind of uh, a wrap. I know this uh, went a little bit longer than what we wanted to do, but that's a wrap for our very first buck report. I'm super excited. Had to work some kinks out, try to get back in the whole groove of everything like we did during the strut report this spring. But guys, just expect this every week. We're going to be dropping these episodes every week on Fridays. And definitely, we're going to try to have the most up-to-date information throughout the Southeast of what deer are doing in your area. And once again, guys, if you are interested in being one of our buck reporters, because, you know, love to have listeners on, feel free to reach out to us uh, either through uh, email or Facebook or Instagram and just get in touch with, get in touch with us and uh, we'll, we'll have you on. So we do appreciate it, guys. Also, make sure you stay up to date with this. You, uh, first of all, subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to this for the first time. Also, make sure you subscribe to the iTunes, not iTunes, Jesus. <laughs> the youtube account and really stay up to date with us what we're doing there with our with our different films we're doing this fall we're doing a public land hunting series and absolutely have some awesome hunts coming guys that's gonna be super relatable with you guys i know you're really gonna love it so definitely stay tuned to our youtube channel what we're gonna be producing with that and again guys we appreciate you guys listening for this week so tune in on monday for our awesome 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 episode with richard fott from arkansas uh, how to kill 140-inch deer on the regular on public land anywhere in the southeast. It's going to be phenomenal, guys. So tune in Monday. You're really going to love it. And until then, y'all have a safe weekend. Y'all go ahead and write down the dates, June 28th through June the 30th. Go ahead and just mark those off your calendar so you can be at the Dalton Convention Center in Dalton, Georgia for the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. Y'all heard a a ton of content from that expo last year that we posted. Uh, We talked about it a ton. Look, if you're the kind of person that listens to this podcast, this show was literally made for you. It was literally designed for you, which means you're going to love it. You know, all the best companies in mobile hunting are going to be there. A lot of the best deer killers in the Southeast are going to be there. A lot of our past podcast guests are going to be there. It's just, it's going to be an incredible event. And hey, if you've been looking to either get into a saddle or maybe a mobile lock-on setup or just a different kind of tree stand setup, I'm telling you, it's worth the investment to go to this show because they're all going to be there and you, you will get to try all of them in person before you buy it. So you don't have to order something online and then wait for it and then try it when it comes in to see if you really like it. You're going to get to go put your hands on everything all in one day, test it all out and figure out exactly what works best for you and have it taken care of before deer season starts. So like I said, go ahead and put it on your calendar, guys. It's a no-brainer. You gotta be at the show. Again, it's Friday, June 28th through Sunday, June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. We absolutely cannot wait to meet you guys there and talk hunting. So we'll see you at the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo in Dalton, Georgia.